Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. We got a lot to get to today, including the Lakers' big Game 4 win over the Warriors to take a 3-1 to lead. We'll be talking about the Heat's 3-1 to lead over the Knicks and what this means for the NBA Finals, so let's get into it. The Lakers took a 3-1 to lead over the Warriors last night, and there's a point in that game where the Warriors had a 10 to 11 point lead and I kind of thought like this is this is this game's over and I I think something that was very evident last night was that there was just as much pressure on the Lakers being up 2 to 1 as there was on the Warriors because even though if you're the Warriors obviously you don't want to lose that game cuz now you're down 3-1 and the series is kind of over but if you were the Lakers and you lost that game, the Warriors tie it up 2-2 and you and you go back to Chase Center. Now you go back to Chase Center and it will be loud and energetic, but it will not carry the same weight as if the series was tied 2-2. And the Lakers know they kind of have a little bit of a cushion now. Obviously, the series is not over. And it would be ironic if the Warriors came back given LeBron's historic 3-1 comeback in the NBA Finals. But assuming that doesn't happen, and assuming the Warriors get eliminated and the Lakers move on, this is a year for LeBron, this whole year, that I feel could impact his legacy and how we view him against Michael Jordan more than any other year. Because even though he's 38 years old, And even though sometimes they need Anthony Davis, this year could end up arguably being the best year he's ever had as a basketball player. If in the same year that he wins his fifth title with the Lakers team that I have admitted and continue to admit I was wrong about and are better than I thought, but nonetheless a Lakers team that does not have the depth or the shooters of the Warriors of the Nuggets, of the Celtics. If he takes them to a finals and wins his fifth NBA title in the same year that he broke the all-time scoring record, and now in the same year that he kind of gets to get revenge on Steph Curry and avenge that loss, and potentially avenge the loss against Kevin Durant if they end up playing the Suns. Because I will say the Lakers, the the Suns have shooters, but they have no depth at all. So they got a good chance against the Suns as well. But he gets to avenge these losses. He breaks the all-time scoring record. He wins his fifth title. I think we're going to slowly see the popular vote shift to LeBron. Or at least more people feel that way after this year. Now this argument isn't something that I think is really all that important. I know it's something that a lot of people talk about. I understand both sides of it. Michael's the greatest player. LeBron's the greatest player. It really doesn't matter to me who you think the greatest player is. But one thing I will say that where I think Michael Jordan supporters have a real blind spot, and I've seen this multiple times, is that every time LeBron breaks a record or does something that Michael Jordan didn't do, 
they just say, well, if he if he wanted to do that, he could have, but he did this instead, or he won he won six championships. If he wanted to break the all time scoring record, he could have. Or or they say, well, it's a lot easier to score now. I don't like those excuses. Michael Jordan, and and I think there's certainly a, a great argument for him being the greatest basketball player of all time. I can totally see why someone would feel that way. Personally, I don't really think either one of them is better than the other one. I think they have different styles of basketball, and it's hard to compare them. They play very different styles, but nonetheless, if you want to compare them, there's certainly a good argument for both and certainly a good argument for Michael Jordan. But something that really bothers me about it is there's always an excuse for why Michael didn't do this or why he struggled with this. And there's not really, you don't see that as much when people say that LeBron didn't do this or that. Another thing that was important about last night's game was Steph Curry's shot selection at the end of the game. I thought the first shot he took that he missed, that was a two-pointer, was a good shot. The second shot, you heard Charles Barkley say he was trying to play hero. And, and he's a great player, and that's who you want the ball to be with. In the final seconds of the game, you want it to be in Steph Curry's hands. You want it to be in your best player's hands. The problem was obviously the shot selection and also the fact that I was very surprised at how the Warriors kind of unraveled given how experienced they are and how much chemistry they have together and how long they've been playing together. It was very similar to what you saw with the Celtics on Sunday. It's like, it's like how how are you guys unraveling like this? You got all sorts of experience together, and they both kind of unraveled at the end of the game. And the Warriors clearly, I mean, it, it arguably could cost them the series. The shot selection at the end of the game, the fouls, and the Lakers kept their composure. And they are the young, not I don't want to say younger. They are the more inexperienced team. They certainly have less experience playing together. And you don't have as many good players or shooters, and they kept it together, and they kept their composure, and they are up 3-1. So, the Lakers outplayed the Warriors. The Lakers are probably going to the Western Conference Finals, and they certainly have a shot to win an NBA title. And that would be a really, really good accomplishment for the Lakers and LeBron. Alright, let's talk about the Heat. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. They're up 3-1. The Heat are going to the NBA Finals, in my mind. The Celtics are great, but they're going to come out of a grueling series. And I keep on waiting for like the fatigue to hit the Heat from playing that playing game. But something that I think we all fail to realize is if they gentlemen sweep, as, it calls, as it's called, if they gentlemen sweep the Knicks in five games and the, and the Celtics and the 76ers go six or seven, they have more rest going into that game. And even though I don't think they're going to win the NBA Finals... I would pick the Heat over the 76ers or the Celtics. The 76ers and the Celtics both have more players. They are deeper in their benches and they have more size. But I have seen both of them. And this is what I just talked about with the Warriors. And when I see this, it, I can I just cannot pick that team to win. I've seen both of them just completely unravel late in games. The Heat don't do that. With Eric Spolster's culture and coaching and with Jimmy Butler's leadership abilities, they do not do that. And even though I think it's too much to overcome to win a finals, I think we're going to see a repeat of the bubble championship 
with the Heat and the Lakers in, in the finals. And that would be interesting. But especially as an eight seed, like I said the other day, and I'll say it again, just a really great job from the Miami Heat and Eric Spolstra. And just a phenomenal year being the eight seed, and they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Just a quick reaction to yesterday's games. Have a great day, and I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio.